Hello everyone, my name is Brian Sparks and I'm the lead pastor at One Church in Texas. This is the One Church Podcast. Welcome and thanks for tuning in. I pray that this message encourages you and that in our time together you encounter Jesus and that your life will never be the same. All right, well, let's get into today's word. Are you ready? Uh, John 4.23 uh, is uh, what we're going to go with. But time, a time is coming and is already here when the true worshipers, somebody say true worshipers, will worship the Father in spirit from the heart, the inner self, and in truth. For the Father seeks such people, come on, God's looking for people uh, to be his worshipers. Uh, isn't it amazing that God is letting us know that like he's, he's, he's looking for true worshipers and he's seeking people that will worship. So I would say that worship is something that's on God's mind. It's something that's important to God. Amen? And uh, if you're taking notes, you can title today's message, Because I Said So. Because I said so. Lord, right now, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They did not come to hear a word from me. They've come to hear a word from you. So, Lord, use me to speak to the hearts and the lives of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. You know, I I don't know about your parents, but my parents growing up, sometimes they would ask me to do things. Uh, And and it, it, it was most of the time I just would do the thing that they asked me to do. But there was occasionally a time when I would ask the question, why do I have to do that? Like, because I want to know, like, why am I actually having to do what you're telling me that I have to do? Uh, and, and inevitably, they would always say the dreaded words, because I said so. And I always thought that that was such a blow-off line. Like, it was such an uh, awful, like, that's, a, that's an horrible answer, right? Like, it's not even a good answer. Like, you can't give me a reason because I said so is all that you could come up with. Like, really? Um, and, then, and then I always remember I would say this. I will never say that when I become a parent. Yeah, come on. Come on. Like, never say never, y'all. Like, yes, yes. Uh, but, but, but I, I was like, I will never say that. And I remember there was a day uh, when my kids asked, I told them to do something and, and they asked the question, why, Dad? And before I knew what I was even saying, it's like in slow motion, because I said so. Like, and I was like, no, I knew, I said I would never say that. But, but here's the thing is that as a parent, now I know something that I did not know as a child. And that is this, that sometimes because I said so is a valid answer to the question why like it's a very valid reason like because I said so I don't have to explain myself I I, I don't have to tell you why I'm, I'm asking you to do something it's just the fact that I am the parent and you are not and I told you to do it and I think this I think that sometimes we we don't understand worship we're not a full we're not fully understanding of what praise and worship is and I would say this that sometimes we go well why do we have to do this and the truth is is that because God said so God tells us to worship. God even says, I'm seeking people that will be true worshipers. And let me just say this, that this is important for you to know, that praise and worship is an important part of Christianity. 
Like, it's, it's a, an important part of what God wants you to do. Because can I tell you this, that, that praise and worship is this, this two-way thing that happens. Like, I begin to lift my praise to God, and as I lift my praise and worship to God, then what happens is all of a sudden that God begins to minister to me. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. And I love this so much because as I worship God, I begin to see how big God is and how small my problems are. And, and he begins to invade uh, this space. And all of a sudden, like I, I leave being encouraged and built up. So can I tell you that worship is an important part of Christianity? Yes. I'll just also say this. There's a lot of confusion around praise and worship. Wow, Why do we worship? The way that we worship. Why do we lift our hands? Why do we clap our hands? Why are those crazy people shouting? Like, why do you see people bowing down sometimes? Like, what's going on? Like, did they drop something underneath their seat? Like, like there's a lot of confusion around worship. And I would just say this, that it's important to know the reason why we worship God the way that we worship Him is because God tells us to in His Word. Like, it's not something... That we just made up. It's not something that we just said, oh, well, this is a good, we need a time killer to let all the people that are late to church get to church so that they can be here for the ever important word of God. The word of God in the preaching of the word is absolutely important, but worship is just as important. Yes. Why? It preps the atmosphere for what God is going to do in your heart. Let me just tell you this. It's important for you to know we don't worship God according to our, our personal preferences. Well, I just don't feel like doing that. That's just not my personality. We don't worship God according to our personal preferences. How about this? We don't worship God according to our feelings. Like, well, I came in, I just don't feel like it. The worship team just didn't do the songs that I really wanted them to do. I just wasn't feeling it. I guess that they weren't on their A game today, and so I'm just not sure. So I'm not going to worship God because I just don't feel like it. Let me just tell you this, that we worship God the way that he asks us to worship him. So God wants you to worship him the way that he wants you to worship him. In John 4, 23, we go back to it. There's, uh, there, uh, but a time is coming and it's already here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit from the heart, the inner self, and in truth, for the Father seeks such people to be his worshipers. So can I just tell you this? I love this, true worship. But if there is true worship, that means that there also must be fake worship. And I think sometimes we come in and we offer fake worship to God. Because we're so consumed about everything that's going on in our lives and it's all about us. It's all about us. Like, like, like we're making it about who we all, like God, you're here for me. Like, and again, like, like it's, it's true worship. God's looking for people that will really, really Worship him like when people find out you know, I'm a pastor. A lot of times they'll ask me this question: uh, Do you pastor a traditional church or a contemporary church? And I know what they're asking me. They're asking me the question like because a traditional church is like pews is what they in hymnals. That's what they're thinking in their mind. Uh, and a contemporary church is probably what you would think our church is. You know, it's we're a little bit crazy, right? And uh, and I love our crazy. And um, and so, but 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 I always like to say this that I pastor a traditional church, and they're always a little bit taken uh, aback because of, of I mean I don't look like a person that would pastor a traditional church. You know, the tattoos kind of give it away. But, but what, what, what I'm telling them is this, is that I pastor a traditional church. And the reason why I say a traditional church is because in our church, we worship the way they used to worship in the Bible. 
like, like the, the Bible, like in the Bible, they clapped their hands. They shouted to God. Come on. They danced before the Lord. Like, like they lifted their hands. They, they wept before God. They bowed down before God. That's traditional worship. And, and I would say this, that if you want to know what contemporary worship, it's what a lot of people do in America today. And that's standing around with my hands in my pockets because I want to worship God the way that I want to worship God. And if we want to be people that worship God uh, in, in, in spirit and in truth and be true worshipers, then I don't worship according to my feelings and according to my preferences. I worship God according to what he wants and what he asks me to do in his word. A lot of people think, well, I'm just going to stand around and, and I'm going to drink my coffee and I'm going to listen to good singing and, and I'm going to enjoy this time. But that's not what you're here for. Can I just tell you this, that worship isn't Christian karaoke. Come on now. Hey now. <laughs> I know you may, be, you may think that. <laughs> Let me just tell you this. Worship isn't a bunch of less talented people standing around while more talented people show off their skills. Well, we just need, you know, we need, a, we need a place for the extroverts to show off their stuff, you know? Like, no, that's not what it is. Like, this is what worship is, love expressed. And it's not worship if it's not expressed. It's not worship. It's not worship if it's not expressed. Like, you have to sing, not just mouth the words. You have to express your love. Come on, you express your love for your spouse. You know that. It's not like, hey, well, I love you, and if I ever change my mind, I'll let you know. Yeah. Like, that's not going to go over well. Like, why? Because love is expressed. And when I worship God, then I have to express myself. Yes. Worship is my response to what I love and I value the most. Like, and I'll just say that there's a lot of people that, man, they used to worship, but they don't worship anymore. Wow. I would just say this, that if your worship is decreasing, it's an indication that your gratitude is leaking. Wow. Wow. See, in fact, I'll tell you this, the older that I get, the more that I worship. The older that I get, the more I sing praises to my God. Why? Because I remember all that he's brought me through. And how can I not give him glory? How can I not worship him? When I look back over the, 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 uh, my life and I see everything that he's brought me through and all that he's done for me, how can I not lift my voice in worship? How can I not lift my voice in praise? How can I not glorify my God? And I would just tell you that if you're not worshiping anymore and you used to worship, maybe you just need to be, remind yourself of all that God has brought you through. Let's, one of the words that Jesus uses uh, in this opening text that we had is the word, yeah, that one. Uh, it's pro, proskuneho is the way I'm going to say it. Uh, and it's probably wrong. Uh, but, but this is like, th whenever he's talking about worship, when he says true worship, this is the word that he uses. Now, can I just say that we have one word for praise, we have one word for worship, and neither one of these words are very descriptive at all. Like, they're not descriptive. But, but, but when Jesus says true worship, I'm looking for true worshipers, what he uses is this word, and what it means is, it means to kiss 
uh, uh, to kiss like a dog licking his master's hand. Like, like this is pretty descriptive. Like to kiss like a dog licking his, this is what God is looking for. Now I'll just say like, we have this amazing dog named Charlie uh, and Charlie is the greatest dog on the planet. I'm sorry that if you have a dog, uh, it automatically loses to my dog, Charlie. I love Charlie. She is the sweetest puppy, uh, and she's a weenie dog, and I love her. And, uh, and, but one thing about Charlie is when we go for the day, we always put her in a crate. And uh, she goes up in her crate. Now she's just kind of given to the thing. Like she knows, like we're getting dressed for the day. She just goes, she's like, you're not putting me in this crate. I'm going to get in this crate myself. And so she just puts herself in the crate. And, but she stays up for the day. And, and what's, what's incredible is every time that I come in, uh, from no matter how long it's been, sometimes like, you know, you, you're, it's a Saturday and I just run somewhere for an hour and I put her up just cause she can't be trusted. And, 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 and I'll come back in or sometimes it's, I've been gone to work all day. It's been a 12 hour day. It does not matter how long it's been. Every time I walk in, as soon as she catches a glimpse of me, as soon as she sees me, all of a sudden, like she's on her little four little legs and she starts jumping up and down and she's whining and she's so like her, ta- her tail is wagging. Like, like she is so, it doesn't matter how long it's been. She's so excited to see me and I'll open. I always say it's like release the Kraken, you know, cause here she, she comes running out and she jumps up on the couch and she will not stop until I sit down because she wants to show me how much she loves me, how much she missed me, how excited that she is is that I'm back home. I picture her whenever she's jumping up on her little legs. I always picture her saying like, you're home. You're finally home. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so pumped that you're here. You can't help but feel loved when you see Charlie. And then I have a cat. Cat named Cato. And I'll just say this. Uh, Caddo is a, is a cat, and I, I think Caddo tolerates us, and I, I will walk in from the day that whatever, however long the day it is, and, I, and a lot of times she looks at me, and instead of being excited to see me, it's kind of like she has this, y'all know the cat look, and it, and it looks more like, oh, you're home. Maybe it's more like this, oh your home? Yeah. Like she could care less. She does not, she does not, she's not excited to see me. She doesn't care that I'm home. She didn't miss me when I was gone. Like she probably didn't ever think about me while Charlie is so excited to see me. Caddo is not excited to see me at all. And I would just ask you this question. How do you respond when God walks into the room? Do you respond more like Charlie? Like, God, you're here. You're, you're really here. Your presence is here. You're, you're in the room, and I, I'm so glad that you're here. Or are you like, oh, you're here? Oh, so good. Oh, there's the goosebumps again here. God's here again. Like, how do you respond? God is looking for people that truly worship, that respond like, God, you're here. You're in the room. I'm so honored that you're here. I'm so excited. This is the kind of church, this is the kind of people that God wants us to be. I'm looking for true worshipers that they're excited when I walk in the room because they know that everything changes when I walk in the room. Psalms 122.1, I was glad when they said to me, 
Let us go into the house of the Lord. I was excited. I was pumped. I was, I was so excited. For those of you that know, y'all know that like I'm a, I'm a Texas A&M fan and, and I don't need any haters in here. You know Texas A&M. I love Texas A&M. But for those of you that don't know anything about Texas A&M, Texas A&M does something the day before the game they call Midnight Yell. And Midnight Yell is where, no matter where they're at, they do this everywhere, even if they're traveling, Midnight Yell, thousands, I'm talking about thousands of fans, will show up and they practice all of the the yells, that's what they call them, not cheers, their yells, all the yells that they're going to do for the next day's game. Like they go through everything for an hour, they practice this, they're yelling. It, It is pretty incredible that thousands of people would show up at midnight and then the next day they show up and they do all of those cheers for four hours. They yell for four hours uh, at a game. Isn't that incredible? And what's amazing is, is that we look at people like that and we go, man, you are a true fan. But then what happens is, is that when somebody comes into church and they clap their hands and they shout and they lift their voice and they bow on their knees, we call them fanatics. And I've just determined, church, that I'm never going to cheer louder for a team that lets me down every single week than I will for a God that's never let me down. I'm going to lift my voice and proclaim his goodness. I'm going to shout. I'm going to clap my hands. I'm going to lift my hands and worship. Why? Because he's good. He's good. And he deserves all our worship. He deserves all our praise. God is worthy. Again, the English, we have a lot of words for worship. And we use one word for praise. We use one word for worship. And neither one of these are descriptive. But in the Bible, again, we worship God's way. There's a lot of words for this. Let's look at a few of them. One of them is Hallel. And it means to rave, to boast, to celebrate, to be clamorously... Come on, this sounds like a Cowboys game more than it does Sunday church. To be clamorously foolish. Like this is what God says in the verses. We find it right here. Psalms 35, 18. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will hallel you. I will rave. I will boast. I will celebrate you among many people. Like this is where we see it in God's word. The next word we'll go to is yada means to acknowledge in public. means I'm going to praise my God in public. I'm going to lift my voice in public. Well, why do we sing in church? Can you imagine that if I walked out, when I was getting ready to walk out the door uh, on uh, every day, if I took my wedding ring off and I left it on the counter and I said, I'll put it back on whenever I come back in, babe. Like, like that would not equal a good marriage, Right? And the reason why I worship my God in public is because I want people to know that I love God, that I, I, am, I, am, I'm a, I am a fan of what God has done in my life. I am so excited about everything that he does and everything that he continues to do. Let's read it. Psalm 138.1. I will, yada, acknowledge you in public, uh, you with my whole heart before the gods, I will sing praises to you. Before the gods that everybody else's worship, I'm going to worship the living God. Mm. Let's go to the next one. Barak. Barak. To bless by kneeling. Why do we kneel or bow? 
to bless by kneeling or bowing. I see it in this verse. Psalms 103 verse 1 says, uh, Barak, or kneel before the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, Barak, his holy name. Number four, Zamar. It means this, to make music uh, to God with stringed instruments. To make music to God with str- Well, why do y'all, why is this church so loud? Like, why is it so crazy? Like, why in the world is there so many instruments? Like, what's going on? Can I just tell you this? That, that if you think that, that uh, if you think that church is loud, you're going to hate heaven. Because I think heaven's going to be loud. Like heaven is going to have some of the best worship that you've ever heard. Like it is going to be incredible. God is like, like it is going to, but, but the reason why we do it, the reason why we use stringed instruments, the reason why we use drums, the reason why we do what we do is because it's in his word. It says this, Zamar, make music to him with the sound of the trumpets, praise him with the lute and the harp. We don't have any lutes and harps, but we're doing the best we can. Amen. How about this next word? Uh, let's go to this. Yeah. Shabak. Oh, that's a good one. Means this to address in a loud tone. Here we go. To shout. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Psalms 63, verse 3 through 4, it says this Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall shout to you. Shabak you. Amen. Number six, just two more to go, Toda. I'm probably pronouncing these wrong, but just forgive me. It means this, to lift hands in adoration. God, you're worthy of praise. Why are you lifting your hands? What's going on? God, because you're worthy of praise. I Toda you. Psalms 50 verse 23 says, Whoever offers Toda lifts their hands in adoration, glorifies me. That's what we're here for. To glorify God and to him who orders his conduct uh, right, I will show the salvation of God. Last one, tequila, not tequila, tequila. But it kind of it leads to the same thing at Zuberit scene. Come on. <laughs> Psalms 34, verse 1 I will bless the Lord at all times. His tequila, come on, shall continually be in my mouth. <laughs> I like that one. Truth is, is that. We worship God. We lift our voice to Him. We glorify Him. Can I tell you that we offer a sacrifice of praise? The Bible says to offer a sacrifice of praise. In Hebrews 13, verse 15, it says, Therefore, by Him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Here it is in the New Testament. It's not a sacrifice uh, if it's easy for you. It's not a sacrifice if it's convenient. It's not a sacrifice if it's how you feel. If it's, it's like how I want to worship God. The reason why we rave and boast, the reason why we praise and we worship the way that we do is because God's word says so. God's word says to boast. God's word says to clap your hands. God's word says to lift your hands. God's word says to shout unto the Lord. God's word says to kneel before him in adoration. The reason why I worship God the way that I worship God is because God's word tells me to. God's word says to worship him that way. So I would just ask you, maybe you're in this place and you don't know Jesus. 
The reason why you don't worship God is because you don't even have a relationship with him. Can I tell you, friend, that he wants, he wants you to know him. He wants you to have, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about a relationship with the God who loves you. Can I tell you, today you can know him. Today you can experience his presence. Maybe you're out there and you say, Brian, I prayed that prayer. I've asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life, but I've walked away. I'm not living the way that I know that I'm supposed to live. If that's you, can I tell you that today you can come back into right relationship with Jesus? With every head bowed, every eye closed, no one's looking around. I'm going to count to three. And when I hit three, wherever you are, just if that's you, you say, that's me. I I need Jesus in my life for the first time or I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. I want you right where you are to slip your hand up, put it right back down. We're going to pray a prayer together as a church family. And I believe this. If you pray this prayer and you believe it in your heart, your life will never be the same. Say, Brian, that's me. I need Jesus in my life for the first time. One. Brian, today I need to rededicate my life to Jesus too. Brian, today I want to know him three wherever you are you can just slip your hands up right where you're at amen god loves you friend god loves you god loves you can we pray this prayer together as a church family say lord jesus forgive me of my sins take my sin and by your grace i take your righteousness i make you the lord of my life i give you all that i am i hold nothing back in jesus name and everybody said Amen, amen. Come on, give it up for every person that prayed that prayer. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, we are so excited about that. Look, I, we want to celebrate what God has begun in your life. If you made that decision for the first time or you rededicated your life to Jesus, would you do us a favor and text the keyword DECIDED to 903-634-7135. Again, that's DECIDED to 903-634-7135. We're not going to stalk you. We just want to celebrate what God has begun in your life. Thank you so much for listening to this message. A special thanks to those who give generously to One Church. It's because of you that lives are being impacted all over the world. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe for more messages like this. Share this with a friend, post it on social media, and be sure to tag us at I Am One Church. Thanks again for listening.